0: Episode of Lunar Lover the podcast. I'm your host, Jordana Levine, and today I have an astrological treat for you. Earlier this week, I caught up with my mate and astrologer, Jules Ferrari, to find out exactly what the hell is going on with 2020 from an astrological perspective. And guys, it's huge. Jules walks us through the big conjunctions astrologers have been awaiting with the arrival of 2020 and why none of them are surprised it's played out as it has. Jules also helps us to explore the meaning behind our current circumstance, what we can expect for the rest of the year and how we can apply the teachings of the energies to our own life. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you take a screenshot on your phone and share it to your Instagram stories so your friends can see. You can tag me at Jordana Levine and tag Jules at golden underscore underscore nature. So, Jules, I guess well, what everyone's dying to know is how come nobody predicted this outbreak? Like, <laughs> or did they? <laughs> and did they just not tell us? <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I think it, well, astrologers have been talking about 2020 for decades. Um, there was always there's always been a lot of emphasis on this year. You know, for astrologers, this is essentially. Um, what everyone else was you know, everyone else was freaking out in twenty twelve, but for an astrologer it's it's always been twenty twenty. Yeah. You know, because of um some things that have been happening, like Saturn conjunct Pluto, um, Pluto conjunct um Jupiter. These are really, really big, strong uh astrological happenings and yeah. they're all taking place in Capricorn, which is in a collective sense really represents society. So there has always been an emphasis. But
0: has this ever yeah. happened before?
1: Um well the I mean, the last major one, um, when Saturn was conjunct Pluto, it happens every thirty three to thirty eight years, but um the really big one from last century was nineteen fourteen, nineteen fifteen. Happened just as World War One started. Wow. Uh, not that that's what's going to happen now.
0: <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's like big, big um, world global events, yes. like nobody's immune kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's essentially almost like a collective Saturn return in a really Whoa. intense <laughs> 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 Because if you sort of think about it, it's like, well, like I said, Capricorn to me in a collective sense really represents society, its societal structures. Yeah. Uh, saturn is very much um it can be constriction contraction it's a lot to do with again structures um time it's the lord of karma in the sense of you know what you reap you sow Um, and then pluto is very much when these guys get together it's very much a period of really looking at the substructures of society. So it's like, you know, and, and we've all just experienced this because on a day-to-day basis we're just walking around um, and we're very familiar with how things are. But now through this um, pandemic we've really sort of slipped into the substructures and we're seeing how um, liquid and um yeah, I guess malleable society actually is. Mm, yeah.
0: Okay. Can we can we break down some of these conjuncts a little bit, or maybe even let people know what a conjunct is?
1: Sure. Um, so a conjunction is when <clears throat> two planets are within a ten degree. Orb in the sky. Um, so, you know, in, in astrology, we're taking in 360 degrees um, from the Earth's perspective. And so when two planets um, get very close to each other within, you know, yeah, 10 degree a 10 degree radius, um, it's called a conjunction. So it essentially fuses the two very disparate energies of those planets.
0: Wow, okay. So what's happening with these particular ones?
1: Sure. So well, yes, yeah, so, so Saturn's really a lot to do with and this it happened um on the 11th 12th of January. That's when it was exactly um 0 degrees, so they were exactly uh, together, but they're very slow moving, so we're still within that 10 degree orb and will be yeah. for some time. Okay. Um, but yeah, so essentially Saturn is, it's really a lot to do with, um, in an individual sense, you know, a Saturn return is a lot to do with a period where we really start to look at our own integrity um, to see if we have any, basically, um, or our, our value structures. Um, it's a lot to do with, yeah, it's like a period where reality really shows us, um, what it is that we have been doing in the world, you know, and, mm. and we sort of either reap the benefits or we face plant um, <laughs> essentially. I know uh,
0: lots of people who face planted during their Saturn return.
1: <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah. I, I got smashed to the ground. You're yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's really, it's, it's, a, it's almost like um, the way I always think of Saturn is it's the really strict teacher that you had in mm. school. You know, you had to be disciplined, you had to be organised, you had to pay attention, but you learnt more from them um, than all of your other teachers. Yes. You know, it, it sets limits, it sets limitations, or it shows you your limitations um, or any structural limitations that you've applied to yourself or that have been applied to you. Um, so because it's in Capricorn and has been for the last three years, you know, if people have their natal chart, it would be worth seeing on their natal chart where Capricorn is, because that's where really um, this energy is taking place in your own chart. Um, but from a collective standpoint, it's very much a, it's very much being like a revision of society, um, and so Pluto um, represents it's all the cool stuff. It's essentially um death rebirth cycles it's the natural ruler of pluto um so it's yeah it's a lot to do with the substructures it's the underworld mm. it's the shadow self um you know it's it's everything that is taboo that we don't usually discuss um so really when these guys get together it's Pluto.
0: Fucking it's like mayhem is
1: what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it sort of it really tests Pluto. Really tests the societal structures or the mm. Saturnian mm. structures. And if they are valid, if they are true, uh, if they, you know, because we're all abiding by them. So now it's like a period where it's like, oh shit, okay. Maybe it's not as strong. Maybe yes. this, these structures are flimsy. Maybe we actually have more control than we've, um, you know, thought in the past. Um, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so on like an individual basis, how yeah. how do you work out how? I mean, it is affecting us all as a society, obviously. Yeah. But I know you said before, have a look where Capricorn is for you. But where do you like? how will we feel it on an individual basis? Does it matter what sign our um, Saturn is in or our Pluto is in?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, It's funny. I've been reading a few natal charts for people who have this in their natal chart, this conjunction, um, and they're quite interesting people, Mm. almost like natural disruptors, if that makes sense. yeah, so, I mean, certainly what I would be looking at is, yeah, where is Capricorn um, because that will show you the terrain where this may more so be taking place for you. But um, I would definitely look at where Pluto and Scorpio is because really when Pluto's operating wonderfully, it's this real sort of ability to walk through intensity, to walk through the fire and know – I'm just going to relinquish control. I have faith that I can get through anything. Um, Usually as a byproduct of somebody who has um, a lot of self-awareness and has gone through these death-rebirth cycles internally already, the low uh, version um, is control freaks, essentially. Mm. You know, it's like if you you have an issue relinquishing control – then this is probably an exceptionally uncomfortable time because <laughs> <laughs> you're really not in control. Yeah, feels. That's yeah. exactly what I'm going through at the
0: moment. It's like, you mean I can't plan for my future?
1: Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, both our Virgo moons are freaking yeah, out. Freaking yeah, freaking out. <laughs> okay, yeah. so
0: how, how long are we likely to feel this particular conjunction?
1: Uh well, you know it's sun's just moved into Aquarius until July, so we're really sort of we are experiencing the repercussions of this conjunction. Um, but you know in terms of the other big thing that's happening this year is Pluto, which is awesome. it's so um, it's really cool how the cosmos works in this way, I think because Pluto is also going to be conjunct jupiter three times this year um the first time was on the 4th of april so this is the exact sort of opposite energy of saturn Mm. you know saturn is, is contraction jupiter is expansion jupiter is um the broadening of horizons it's it's seeking for the truth in a thing um so when pluto and jupiter come together it's really you know, because essentially the slate has been wiped clean through this conjunction, and now it's a period of like, okay, well, what can we put in its place? Um, what are the what are the higher ideals or the or the higher truth and meaning that this um, previous conjunction mm. is showing?
0: So it's essentially <laughs> it's essentially that rebirth part of the Pluto cycle, then. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, it's and awesome. S- and
0: so that's happening another two times throughout the year.
1: Yeah, um, at the end of June and then in the middle of November as well.
0: Fantastic.
1: Because
0: <clears throat> this is what, I mean, look, with everything that's going on, that's what I'm holding on to the most is the the silver linings and the the gold that will come out through this massive disruption to our Te- lives yeah yeah and astrologically that's kind of playing it's playing out that way
1: yeah and there there is so much gold because you know i mean if we look at as well if we look at the um lunar eclipses of this year they're all between um and capricorn Mm -hmm. so it's very much a year where we're looking at is there a balance between? <laughs> is there a balance between my home and my work? <laughs> um,
0: and my work is in my home right now. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but more so than that, it's it's like, is there a balance between my inner integrity, like my inner root system, and then what I project out into the world? Mm. And I think for a lot of people, this has been a period where, like, for some of us, it's just um we haven't even really felt it like I was going to be on maternity leave anyway so I just stay indoors all the time so it hasn't massively affected me but for some people well for a lot of people and a lot of my clients it's it's massive because it makes them aware of okay maybe there hasn't been any balance in my life maybe I haven't been um Maybe I haven't structured my reality in a way that best serves who I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's a lot to do with this balance between the inner and the outer worlds. Um, yeah
0: oh, so look, I mean, I guess all of astrology really is about how can I take what's going on up there? And sort of either mirror it or use it as a reflection on what's going on inside of me. It's, it's yeah. a massive self reflection piece, right? Like yeah, and self awareness piece. So, what are the things you think that we need to start looking at within ourselves mm. as Corona sort of plays out, and all of this stuff is sort of happening?
1: Sure. Yeah, well, happens. I think I think one of the major things that's um, been going on and I've definitely felt this you know I I think for a lot of us there were a lot of opportunities happening just before this hit um, which you know obviously now it's uh, it's sort of not a great economic time um, and there's yeah a lot of spin drift in the streets um, but essentially it's like um, do you have faith in something higher? You know, do you believe it's almost a period where we're really becoming aware of do you think the universe is malevolent or benevolent? Mm. Like, do you do you actually have faith that maybe these things are playing out for some higher purpose? Yeah. Um and and do you trust in in that or do you trust in something higher? Um as well as that it's an amazing time to really um yeah analyze okay what is my value system what do I value um you know for a lot of people it's like really coming really identifying how much they do value their friendships um things like travel um you know because we've been had so much stripped away from us now we're really able to see almost with a clear lens this is what I really value and miss
0: And I I just love in a really kind of sick way (laughs) how it has been forced and thrust upon us because, you know, people always say, oh, yeah, no, just simplify, just strip back and see what, you know, what is really of value (laughs) to you. But you you can't do that unless it's actually physically, tangibly taken away from you.
1: Totally, yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's, I mean, I've really enjoyed it. I've, for me personally, I've realized that. As an introvert, I, I -hmm. cancel on social occasions all the time, (laughs) but I've really realized how valuable they are to me. I didn't realize that the few times that I do go, it does, (laughs) it does impact me energetically and I really miss it. I miss, um, connection and I've also really, you know, I'm, I'm such an independent person, especially when it comes to love and relationships Mm. and I've realized it's okay to be okay alone, but it's okay to not want to be alone.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think that
0: that's something that's come up for a lot of um, single people during this time, you know, it's like, it's okay to be okay on your own, but it's okay to not want to be. And that's sort of like where our values are shifting as well. I think it's, I think it's so enlightening. And, you know, for, for us in Australia, it's only been what, like four weeks or something, not even, I don't think. Yeah. And it's amazing how much has come up already.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Yeah, like you said, it's um, because it's it's happening to so many people all at once, it's, it's almost I know there's some inequality within it, but there's also this sort of it's a very democratic happening, you know. It's whether you're sort of. Poor or wealthy, like we're all sort of feeling the effects of it. Like even princes and mm. and and prime are getting it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's it's a fascinating, fascinating time, and I really think, yeah, it's just making us aware more than anything of like, okay, well, we have we have applied meaning to the societal structures that we find ourselves in, mm. and now we're experiencing a period where. That curtain has essentially fallen, um, and now we can sort of see. Well, actually, the application of meaning is in my hands, um, if that makes sense.
0: Yes. Oh, okay. Well, any anything else major to look at from an astrological perspective that's happening throughout 2020?
1: Uh, I mean, they're the main they're the main big boys. Um, the next round of eclipses um, is in – there's one on the 21st of June which is a solar eclipse in Cancer and then uh, the 4th, 5th of July there's a lunar eclipse um, in Capricorn. So that that's going to be very strong just because all of these conjunctions I've just talked about are all taking place in Capricorn. Mm. Um, so it will really sort of – shine the spotlight again on that opposition of, you know, because in astrology, cancer is essentially the root system, the inner root system of an individual. It's, it's your sanctuary. um, It's the depths of who you are when nobody's looking Mm -hmm. essentially. And then, you know, Capricorn, is it's the tree, it's what the public sees, it's your public role, and your projected self out in the world. So it's really an axis or looking at if there is a balance between those two entities. And, you know, for a lot of us, we put on a mask when we go outside or or the job that we do is it might be in line with who we are but maybe it's not you know there's it's really looking at you know the healthier the root system the further out that tree can go Uh, so it's it will really be looking at all of this within that framework again
0: oh wow okay so we've got to get our shit and our values in order by june 21st (laughs) (laughs) so when it is reflected back to us we're in a really good space
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's your home. Life. Um,
0: I know. I know. This month, just to bring it a little bit closer to mm. time, where we've got a few retrogrades coming up.
1: Mm. What? Are, what?
0: What are we likely to feel during those? What is it? I think it's um, Venus, Saturn, Pluto, <laughs> Jupiter. They're all going backwards, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cool because we've just entered Taurus, and you know, as you know, like. Um, Taurus is the Earth version of Venus. So it's interesting with this Venus retrograde. You know, again, it's like perfect timing, um, to my brain anyway, because Venus is, again, so much to do about our value system. Um, And, you know, Taurus in in and of itself is – An energy that's really concerned with material and financial security Mm. um, which obviously would be a big theme for most people um but yeah you know because the spotlight of the sun is moving through that zone we're really becoming aware of it but underneath that level is really Taurus really really represents what is your relationship to your own worth and your own value? And really it's a lot to do with building an anchor within the, the flavour of who you are. Um, and, you know, with this Venus retrograde, it's always I, – I love retrogrades because to me it's it's just a period of like nerdy revision. You know, it's, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> it's essentially just being able to look at Again, where you apply your meaning, where you apply your value, mm-hmm. um, particularly when um, when we are going through this sort of chrysalis period. So it is a shaky period. There is no, there's not really any firm ground, which is very uncomfortable territory for that sort of Taurean um, energy. It's, it's not mutable. It's fixed. It mm-hmm. likes things to be how they are, and they're not at the moment. Um, yeah.
0: And I get, and I guess it's all about, yeah, stability and security, right? And yeah. none of, we're not feeling that at all at the moment.
1: Totally. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost, again, like pushing us back inside of ourselves to go, okay, well, if everything's stripped away, um, who am I? Wow.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something that's coming up a lot for people right now because, yeah. you know, work is their identity or... Yeah. You know how much is in the bank is who they are, and and yeah, when yeah. all of that stripped away, it's like, well, who the fuck am I?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like that that Capricornian um, outer identity, like my concrete role out in the world, has been earthquaked. So it's like when all of that crumbles, and you come back to the root system of who you are. Who is that person? Do you like hanging out with that person? Do you like that person? <laughs> um, <laughs> how much do you distract yourself from that person? Yeah, um, yeah. So cool. It's it's a it's a very big um, it's a very big year of um, self evaluation and and um, sitting with the uncomfortableness of the self.
0: Yeah, which is where which is where real growth comes from.
1: Totally, yeah. which is it's Pluto, you know. That's why, you know, a cool Scorpios or people with strong Pluto in their chart who aren't psycho dictators um, <laughs> <laughs> um, are awesome. You know, they're the they're the best because these are people who. Who aren't afraid to navigate the depths, they live in the depths you know they're they're always sort of aware of the substructures or the hierarchies, the power plays mm. um, that are going on all the time. you know they're they're constantly reevaluating the depths of self. Um, you know, and essentially like we are humans, we have to be adaptable, we have to allow ourselves to transform because otherwise we just remain stagnant and we don't fit within the world, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah. And these these cycles are happening whether we allow ourselves to evolve with them or not. And the more we resist it, You'll I guess get the harder smashed. it is. Yeah, you get smashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jules, have you looked at um, the natal charts of some of our leaders, world leaders?
1: Yeah, I was doing a course the other day, and we we were looking at Trump's chart, um, oh, yeah. which was pretty interesting. He's and a, was a fellow Gemini.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. um, no, but he's he's really interesting. He's you know he has the thing that this that, that this woman was talking about was. Um, I think he has cancer in the eleventh house, and he just you know he takes it so personally when people mm, yes. don't agree with him or <laughs> affront him um it's like, yeah, I don't know we yeah we I've looked at a few people's charts, but um usually just when I'm doing like extra nerdy classes, yeah, um I haven't looked at Boris's or anything
0: <laughs> I just think I just think it'd be so interesting to see how this is all affecting them on a really personal level, because of course you see what they have to put out to their country or the rest of the world. And I mean, a lot of that must be a front. Yeah. And I'm just wondering how many like little sensitive Pisces moons there are walking around that <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: Well, I think the the thing with Trump, which was interesting, is um, for him Capricorn and Cancer's on the bridge of the eleventh to the fifth, so Cancer's in eleventh. So for him, his family is essentially the people who agree with him. Mm-hmm. Um, his it's like the people within his nation who agree with him, um, and you know he he his back gets he puts his back up or he puts his shell up when people don't like him he takes it very personally yes um and yeah
0: you can, you can sense that little kind of like shield or shell that he puts up as soon as he's offended by something yeah yeah <laughs> i shouldn't laugh <laughs> <laughs> he can cause a mass destruction yeah um so then my next question for you i guess is oh hang on just on that right re- on the retrogrades yeah You've spoken a little bit about the energy of Pluto and Jupiter and Saturn individually. When they do go into retrograde in May, Mm. how does that energy shift for those planets? Um,
1: You know, because they move so slowly. Like, well, Saturn takes 28, 29 years to move around the Zodiac. Mm. Pluto takes 248. So it's (laughs)
0: there. I mean, no rush, says Pluto.
1: (laughs) so they're very often in retrograde um you know saturn's in retrograde 6 months of every year okay. um so it well i guess you know in terms of this it's a it's a period of reflection on what has just been um but yeah it's it, yeah there's there's no massive Um, changes it's more felt by the the personal planets you know like mercury um venus and mars Mm,
0: okay and mercury's definitely not going backwards this month
1: no all good
0: (laughs) (laughs) so when then can we forecast when perhaps the energy might sort of lighten up a little bit or or give us a little bit more sort of forward momentum in terms of kind of progress (laughs) it's not (laughs) all internal
1: yeah well i think you know these next two um conjunctions of between pluto and jupiter so june 30th and then november 12th will feel certainly feel um or perceptually it will more be tied in with the meaning of what's taking place um but then you know when saturn so when saturn properly moves into aquarius in december this year um then it won't be in it won't be in any sort of relationship to pluto anymore okay. um so yeah i mean i certainly can't say when the pandemic will finish no
0: no give me <laughs> um
1: but yeah i mean we will we'll, we'll be feeling the effects of this for the rest of the year yeah not 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 necessarily as intense as we are now but it's more um, you know we are in we are very much in the death stage of this chrysalis period we can't see what's on the other end yet you know it's. it does have that new moon feeling it's mm. like the we're sort of aware that this is a time where we can plant seeds but we have no idea we can't visually see even in our mind's eye what's on the other end of this um. Yeah, it's like if 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 we are in the cocoon, we we've completely melted away. We haven't restructured yet into the butterfly.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I there's something really exciting about that for me.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: And 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 this idea that you know whatever intentions that you had set for this year are still possible. <laughs> yeah, it's just through a different landscape now. You know, it's a different environment for them to. To grow into bloom which is exciting
1: yeah definitely yeah and and I, I mean I know for myself personally I'm I'm much more um, clear on what it is that I want and what I want to do and produce and, and create you know it's, this is such a period of it's stripping back so much that it's essentially uh, you, you know it's a time where we ask the question like why are you here what have you come here to contribute um yeah
0: do you think that it's possible with everything going on astrologically Mm. to um you know like in certain key areas of our life like to start new relationships or to build a new career or to sort of reinvent yourself within the chrysalis
1: yeah totally Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that's always available to a human. Um, You know, we always have free will and self-determination regardless of what's happening, regardless of how intense um, the outside world is. You've always got a lot of internal freedom and choice to play with who you are, um, I believe anyway. Yeah. Not but either. a bit that I think that's so much of what is happening this year. It's it's what I was saying before about the root system and then the outer projection. It's like really getting deep into who you are and going, Okay, if you know, look at outside, there's nothing there for me. So it's a time to really go inwards. What do I care about? What do I want to do? And and now's the period. And we have that Saturnian influence, which is very much about practical application. Um, you know and it is the mastery of things over time Um, and it is that sort of ability to navigate reality with the idea that what you reap you do so so it's like what seeds do I need to plant now or what can I plant now that will take hold you know in the future
0: Mm. Mm. oh okay Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm
1: just processing it all.
0: Um, thank you so much for explaining all of that. I think yes. I think it does help to know that that there's something greater at play here, and it's not yes. really about a virus. It's about yeah. it's about what can be birthed from what was essentially us all having to be stripped back completely. And yes, some of us smashed down to the ground, but what beauty comes from that space and that rebirth. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So thank you for explaining all of that to us.
1: Pleasure, mate.
0: Um, What does lockdown look like for you at the moment?
1: Uh I've just moved into a cottage in oh. the Blue Mountains. So Did you? Uh, Yeah, I moved a week before this all started. So oh God, that's
0: so nice.
1: Yeah, we've just been setting up home and, and uh, relaxing a lot until this little Torian arrives.
0: Yeah, how exciting. <laughs> I can't wait to see that natal chart. Me too. Are you scared? What do you think about it already? <laughs> I, well,
1: I, I don't really know many Taurians, but I'm just wondering how quickly I will I can get past the exhaustion and look it up on astro.com. <laughs> Like a real freak. Okay, quick, what time was it born? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good.
0: Um, Jules, I know that you are going on maternity leave, but what does that look like for your um, natal chart sessions?
1: Yeah, so I'm still I'm still reading up until um, around the due date and then, you know, I'll just take four to six weeks off and um, I'll be back at the end of June because I know I... Yeah, I'll need the um, intellectual stimulation. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> feel you there. So That's you do your well. you do your natal chart readings. Um, well, you, you do them via Skype, don't you?
1: I do, yeah, all via Skype and then um, at Orchard Street as well.
0: Yeah, in North Bondi. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Um, so if people want to find out a little bit more about you and your readings, where should they go?
1: Sure. Uh, my website is jewelsferrari.com.
0: Beautiful. And Instagram?
1: Yeah, um, it's golden underscore underscore nature.
0: Two underscores.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: don't forget that guys (laughs) that's why whenever i try and tag you in something i can't get it (laughs) i didn't realize they were two underscores yeah that's so funny okay now i know and so do all of you jules thank you so much for joining me
1: my pleasure thanks for having me
0: jules ferrari if you're interested in tapping into the energies of the lunar cycle for the rest of 2020 why not consider becoming a lunar lover member to do so is really easy you just click the link in the bio of this episode or you can head to jordanalevine.com forward slash lunar lover until next moon i'm jordana levine and you've been listening to lunar lover the podcast